Professor Buzzsher breaks down what you should do and what your rights are when you're pulled over by the police. This is the Legal Impact, the weekly podcast presented by the University of New Hampshire Franklin Pierce School of Law. Now accepting applications for JD graduate programs and online professional certificates. Learn more and apply at law.umnh.edu. Opinions discussed are solely the opinion of the facts to your host. They do not constitute legal advice or necessarily represent the official views of the University of New Hampshire. So, Buzz, let's get down to basics. We tend to get down in the weeds on things in the news, but I thought it'd be a good idea to break down something a large portion of the population might encounter in their day-to-day life. I mean, what should you do when those flashing lights show up behind you? I mean, is that the place to start? Yeah, uh, it's a good place. Uh, pull over. Right don't, away. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, pull over safely, of course. Yeah. But don't uh, say, don't run, so to speak. Don't drive off. Don't get involved in the chase. Nothing good comes of that other than... Well, not other than uh, all that comes of that is additional charges. I want to split into two strains of thinking and analysis, uh, how we're going to talk about this. One is if you have a good sense of why they're pulling you over, like your registration's expired or you've been speeding or, you know, something's wrong with your car or whatever. Uh, If that's the case, then it makes a lot of sense just to to let it play out. You know, that's strain number one. If you get pulled over and you don't know why you're being pulled over and the officer comes up to you, stay in your car in New Hampshire. There's some states where you're supposed to get out and walk back to the cruiser in in New Hampshire. Stay in your car and let the officer approach your car. First piece of advice is don't be an asshole. Being an asshole will not get you anything positive. You're not going to intimidate the officer into not doing anything. You're not going to talk the officer into what he into the fact that what he's doing may be illegal, even if you know or absolutely convinced it's illegal. Don't fight with him. It does not create a circumstance in which good things will ensue. You're also not the first asshole he's likely encountered that week. No. And so, you know, you, you get more things with uh, honey than you do with whatever the opposite is, a sledgehammer, right? So let's say uh, you don't know why he stopped you. And uh, he comes up to you and he says, so do you know why I stopped you? -uh. (laughs) At this point, you say, I do not. You do not confess to, well, I'm in a rush to get to my doctor. I'm late for an appointment. Don't confess to speeding, for example. Just say, no, I don't. Pleasantly. Even if you're having a bad day. Um, And... um, and it can be hard sometimes to be pleasant because sometimes the officer is curt and, and if not exactly rude, uh, close to rude. And, and it's annoying uh, to be dealt with in that way, in that, you know, you know impolite, unpleasant way. But it's just, an, an inherently stressful situation for the driver. It freaks you out. You have these bright lights and possibly sirens going off behind you to pull you over. And it it put it will put you on edge no matter what. So being prepared before and knowing to just just listen and and talk and just don't confess and just wait to see what the cop says first is the best course of action. Yeah, this is not a moment, uh, as your therapist might say, to share your feelings. Right. Yeah, that's not what this is about. Um, it will not be therapeutic if that's what you do as a general rule. So, you know, to get slightly more serious. No, I don't know why you stopped you. I don't know why you stopped me. So, uh, well, you know, X, Y, Z, he says, well, your rear tail lights out or you're, you were speeding. Do you have anything to say about that? 
you can be polite and not answer his questions. I prefer, you know, as you can say, you know, I prefer not to talk about this. I prefer not to answer your questions. Can I have your license and registration? Give them your license and registration. Um, uh, don't, you know, don't, don't fight about the small stuff. It just sends things, it, it makes you more suspicious if you're being uh, fighting about the small stuff, if you're cranky, if you're uh, being an asshole to use the formal legal term, um, it just doesn't move things forward in a positive way. Is it a good idea to get your license and registration out and insurance if required in your state ahead of like when they when they pull you that's over right away? Yeah. yeah, that's what I do. I just have it available. It just makes things easier. Now, um, one possibility is that he may have pulled you over for speeding or for, you know, uh, a registration expired or something, but they're really wondering whether you are driving while intoxicated or driving under the influence of drugs. And so they're going to ask for your license and registration if you don't haven't already pulled it out uh, to watch how coordinated you are in getting out your license and registration. They're going to uh, look, uh, look for the odor of uh, marijuana or the odor of alcohol. At some point, they may, they're going to look at your eyes. I mean, you can't stop them from doing any of that. Uh, at some point, they may well ask you to get out of the car. They don't have to have a reason to ask you to get out of the car. The law says they can ask you to get out of the car. Uh, and if you refuse to do that, then you are engaging in resisting detention, which itself can be a misdemeanor. So, uh, you know, uh, get out of the car. That said, you know, playing out the, the DWI possibility strain, if they ask you, I'd like, I'd like you to do some field sobriety tests. You don't have to do those. You can refuse those. Interesting. And that's across the board and all basically in all states, you know, basically you don't have the right to make yourself look guilty of something. Well, you can refuse to do the field sobriety test mm -hmm. in, in New Hampshire if he asks you to do a breathalyzer or a blood test uh, and you refuse to do those, then your license will be automatically be suspended for 90 days. So there's a difference between uh, refusing to do a blood test or a field, uh, a blood test or a breathalyzer test or an intoxilizer test, and refusing to do, uh, saying I choose not to do the field sobriety test, you know, at the scene, the walk and turn, the finger to nose test. There's any variety of those: the horizontal gaze, the stagmus. There's going to be health reasons where it may, that may not be accurate for some people, and they may end up not in a great place if they do it. Yeah, and that's not a great defense anyway, the health reasons uh, oh, really? off, mo most often. You know, here's the situation. If the officer suspects you of DWI and you refuse to do the field sobriety test, then he's got a choice. Does he arrest you based on the evidence he has so far without the field sobriety test? To arrest you and for the arrest to stand up, he will need to have probable cause to believe you are you've been engaged in a crime. So if he stopped you because you're speeding and all he's, and he smells alcohol, you know, it's an open question whether that's probable cause to arrest you for the crime. If you're weaving in the road or you went down a one-way street the wrong way and you smell of alcohol, you know, it, you're closer to probable cause. 
That all said, what you're doing by agreeing to do the field sobriety test is you're giving him very possibly more evidence. That's not in your interest. If he starts asking you questions, where you been? I'd prefer not to answer those questions. If you had anything to drink, I'd prefer not to answer those questions. Is there a situation where you think it would be better if you do say something? I see that side eye. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of judgment calls involved in here. And so Mm -hmm. it's not one simple answer. But if you're stone cold sober, you haven't had anything to drink. Yeah. You know, do the field sobriety test. Say, I want to do a breathalyzer. I want to do, you know. I'm coming from uh, my daughter's house and uh, I didn't have anything to drink there. And, you know, the judgment call starts to get to be harder when let's assume you've had just one drink, but you had it 15 minutes ago, just before you left wherever you were. You're going to, the smell of alcohol depends on how recently you had the alcohol, not how much you've had. So now you've got speeding, you smell like alcohol, even though you've only had one drink, it's night, you're tired. Are you going to do well in the field sobriety test? Probably not. (laughs) Whether you're drunk or not, you know, there's a lot of judgment calls. So, you know, unless you're stone cold sober and have had nothing to drink, you know, I think you're better off declining to do, politely declining to do the field sobriety test. You know, don't say something provocative like, I don't have to do that. You can't force me to do that. You know, again, expressing your feelings, particularly your negative feelings, is not going to get you anywhere good, even though it will momentarily make you feel better. And even though you're feeling like you're being harassed by the police officer. Well, the officer is nice or not. I mean, uh, it could have been the end of the officer's shift. It could have been he's unsure of the situation based on where you are or something about you or your vehicle. Or the officer could be an asshole, too. Don't respond in kind. Don't answer where you've been. Where are you going? If you get stopped for speeding just generally and, you know, it's it's not a DWI situation, just deal with that, which he tells you he stopped you for. Don't answer any of his other questions. Where are you coming from? Where are you going? What are you going to do there? How long are you going to stay there? You know, in that circumstance, when they start asking those questions, particularly on an interstate, like Interstate 95 on the seacoast, they're suspicious of whether you're a drug runner. Yeah. And that goes to a subject we talked about uh, a couple months ago regarding your privacy rights running search uh, of your vehicle. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So sometimes the officer will say after during or after he's transacted uh, the whatever reason he claimed he stopped you for, like speeding, he's giving you the ticket and said, do you mind if he'll have engaged you in broader conversation unrelated to the speeding, like where you're going, how long you're going to be there, where you're coming from, where do you live, why are you going up there? You know, none of those questions you need to answer. And then he may say, hey, you mind if I search your car? Uh, You have the right, the constitutional right to say no. He's not going to tell you that. Unless, you know, in the next several months, the legislature passes a a bill I helped work on with a couple legislators uh, where the statute will require that the officer inform you that you have a constitutional right to refuse to consent to search. But before that happens, and if that happens, that'll change. But before that happens, and if it doesn't happen, uh, do not agree. Do not consent. 
do a search of your car. Do the rights on that vary a lot state to state? There are six or seven states that they have to inform you of your right to refuse to consent to search. But if you refuse to consent to search, you know, he may well say or she may well say, look, I can get a search warrant so we can do this the easy way. We can do this hard way. Make them do it the hard way. Most of the time they can't get a search warrant. No, that's why they're asking you for consent. So just politely decline. No, you can't search my car. I do not consent. Now, a lot of people, when they they talk about the police pulling you over is, I mean, there's a lot of little things when it comes to your vehicle where it's technically illegal or it's a fine worthy thing or it's something you just shouldn't do when you get get a talking to by the cop that you shouldn't be doing this. Like not signaling when you change lanes. Exactly. I I mean, no cars around, no cars in any of the lanes, uh, but you don't signal when you change lane. Yeah. Yeah. It's an added reason why it's super important to just be quiet, see what, see where it goes and deal with it later. Essentially, I'd assume. Yeah. Get pissed after the police officer gives you the ticket and you leave and they leave. Right. Yeah. And and because you ultimately, I'm assuming in basically all situations, you have the right to to defend it in court or with the police department. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And uh, everything will be calmed down by then. Everyone involved. And it is a violation to change lanes without signaling. You may not like that violation, and it may be a ridiculous application in your circumstances, since there are no other cars on the road to stop you for that. But they're stopping you really not for that. They, some officers will stop you for that and just give you a warning. You know? yeah. But they're, you know, they stop you for that often just to walk up to your car as they're walking up. They look in the back seat. They look in the front passenger seat. You know, they look around the console. They're looking all around. They're, they're seeing what else is going on. They're smelling your breath. They're looking at your eyes. Um, you know, particularly if you're a person of color, uh, they, it automatically, and you have a nice car, it automatically makes them more suspicious. I mean, that's, that's what we call implicit bias. Um, and it's a really difficult problem and it's a documentable problem. Um, but, uh, that it, During the stop is not the time to litigate that issue. You know, don't fight with the cop. Just suck it up. Give them your license and and registration. Tell them your name. And then say, just choose not to answer any further questions. And take the ticket and move on. And to give it the perspective of the police officer, you also have to keep in mind, you have a very large, in most situations, vehicle that could literally murder someone if you take the wrong turn at any time. He doesn't know whether you're carrot, whether you are intoxicated, whether you're trafficking something like substances or people for it's there's reasons why police pull over people in certain situations and to immediately jump to assuming he's just having he's just a bad cop and he wants to pull me over isn't necessarily the, the correct way to approach it. Deal with it after. Yeah, deal with it when it goes and if it goes to court you know a lot of traffic starts are legitimate traffic stops you know very often if you act like an asshole you're going to get the ticket if you act like a a nice person and just choose not to answer his questions uh politely you're just going to get a warning it feels kind of odd to say when he says so where are you going to say you know i just prefer not to answer your question it feels like you're causing him 
or her trouble, or you're, it feels like you're not being cooperative. But if you say it with a pleasant voice, you know, they'll, they'll get it. I feel like this should be something that like it should be in your driver's head. <laughs> training. It should be. It should be. As, as someone that went, when I was in college, when I studied media law, I'm like, I mean, you, you get the, the legal end of it for if you're broadcasting, like these are your risks and these are the things you should keep in mind when the FCC comes a call. And I mean, it should be the same thing with something that almost every person that's an adult has to deal with. It's true. Temperament matters. Oh, yeah. Big time. Give me your name. Give me your license and registration. And then just choose not to answer any further questions politely. Kill them with kindness. Thanks for listening to The Legal Impact, presented by UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. To help spread word about the show, please be sure to subscribe and comment on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.